What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the weekly sports show with Jonathan on the uh, on the Lower Antonio Sports Talk podcast show. We're not we're now in the uh, this is called the Los Angeles Sports Show. Show. In case all you listeners are just joining us now, please listen to our Dodger talk show on my uh, Facebook on my Facebook uh, podcast page uh, TV show. So uh, Jonathan will share in, in the Dodgers fan club group. So please uh, check that out. So let's get into some NBA. So let's recap game one of the 2019 NBA Finals. So I thought the Warriors played a very good uh, – the Warriors looked sluggish in the end. But the Raptors just won – they played with fire and they played with energy. They were engaged on both ends of the floor. And I think the Raptors are feeling good about their chances in, in game two tomorrow. Yes, the Raptors are feeling good about their chances in game two tomorrow night. They're not shying away from this Golden State Warriors team. You know, the Warriors to them are less intimidating. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Raptors play good defense and people are ignoring that. They have a great defense. Uh, The Warriors are shorthanded without Kevin Durant. They're dynamic weapon that they're missing and they're not the same team without Durant being on the floor. So they miss him and you know, the Raptors are a better team than most people think. They're just not getting the credit that they deserve. I think Nick Nurse in his first season as head coach has done a tremendous job. You got to remember, this is a guy who's been around the game of basketball. He's coached overseas. You know, he's coached around the world. He's coached in the G League. Uh, He understands the game of basketball really well. And he has reset the Raptors culture. And they have become a, a quality team. They have become a winning team. They have done a good job. Uh, they love Kawhi Leonard. The the whole entire country uh, adores him. Uh, I'm sure by now they're hoping that he does resign uh, when he becomes a free agent this summer. Uh, and maybe he is leaning towards the possibility of Stan in Toronto uh, since it's a good it's a good place to be. He's in a good position. Uh, you know, it's a little escape from the country. Uh, and winning-wise, they are right where they need to be. And they are only three games away from, you know, winning an NBA championship, uh, bringing Canada their first major sports championship since 1993, since the Toronto Blue Jays did it. So this is just a great moment for uh, an entire country that is rooting for the Raptors. And this is just wonderful to see. And Kawhi Leonard, I think, is the best two-way player in the game. Don't expect him to have the same performance that he had in game one. I expect him to come out early in tomorrow's game and set the tone for his team. I also expect him to shoot lights out tomorrow. I think he'll be a better overall player, a, a better all-around player uh, in tomorrow night's game. And I think he will go off in tomorrow night's game and put on a shooting clinic. Absolutely. So 
let's make our picks now who will win the NBA Finals. So I, my pick is the Toronto Raptors in seven games, and my pick to be the NBA Finals Most Viable Player Award is Kyle Lowry. Hmm, interesting. I like uh, Pascal. I think Pascal, if he if this is sustainable, how well he played in game one, and if he can, you know, replicate this in games two and games three and all the remaining games, uh, you know, I think that he has a chance of uh, taking home the MVP honors. Uh, I really like what I saw from him in game one. Uh, the question is, can he sustain this in game two? And I, I'm sure now he's confident about his abilities. You know, uh, he's, in my opinion, the most improved player uh, this year in the NBA. He has shown that time and time again. And so I think he might possibly take home the MVP I, I think the Raptors will pull this off in seven. Uh, I, I don't think that the Warriors will win against the Raptors. The Raptors, to me, look like the better team, especially especially since the Warriors are without KD. KD could be back either game three or game four, but even if he comes back game four, then – what are the Warriors going to do? Do you think KD's going to just help them get back to leading the series? Probably not because he's not. I don't know how effective he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent. I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. But if you if you're going to make adjustments, one adjustment would be defense. I think I think the Warriors need to, you know, tighten up defensively. Maybe uh, trap. Kawhi Leonard a little bit more, maybe try to figure out how to clog uh, the lane where Pascal can't have much success in, in inside the paint. I, I think, um, you know, sticking to their ball game, which is shooting the, the three, uh, would probably benefit them because that's what the Warriors do best, you know. So I think when it comes to making adjustments, it is being able to defend well and minimize the number of mistakes and turnovers. The Warriors had too many turnovers in game one, and that proved costly, and, you know, they lost the game because of it. So I think their adjustments should be taking care of the basketball, not being too careless with the ball, and defend well against the Raptors. Oh, absolutely. So with that being said, let's talk about some Lakers stuff. So other than Kyrie, which free agents of the Laker, Lakers target? Do you think they could go for the big name or do you think they could go for somebody that isn't a big name and that they can convert into superstars? Good question. Uh, right about now, no one really, really knows Lakers organization, uh, you know, it, it's so much chaos with this with this team, and the front office is dysfunctional, uh, you know. But there's a, a lot of rumors swirling around the Los Angeles Lakers, and you're hearing names like KD, uh, Kyrie Irving, and of course 
Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but, you know, there's other names out there, too. You, you know, there's uh, players like Al Horford. There's um, Mark Gasol, who could potentially be on the move. Uh, you have DeMarcus Cousins. But, see, the thing with him, he has battled with injuries for the last few seasons. And, you know, you don't really want a player who is prone to injury because you you won't really uh, benefit from that. So you want to try to stay uh, clear of players who have a history of, of injuries. But then you have you have uh, uh, what's his name from uh, from Orlando, the Orlando Magic? Aaron Gordon? No, not Aaron Gordon, the other dude with the V. His name's his last name starts Vucevic? Yes. You know, there's been talks about them potentially uh, signing him this offseason. And, and a lot of people think that the Lakers should get him. Uh, you know, I, I've seen him play a little bit, and, and I like what, I, what, I've saw, what I've seen, you know, but I still think that the Lakers need a, a shooter a, a, and a perimeter defender. They need a shooter. And they need someone who can make free throws. So I think the best guy to, to go after is a guy like Kyrie Irving, is a guy like Kawhi Leonard, uh, these big name uh, free agents that will be available. Now it's going to be very hard to land them because the Lakers are not in, you know, um, in the great state right now. You know, they're, you know, they're in a, they're in a a tough predicament right now. And, you know, there is so much drama surrounding this team that it might affect their ability to land uh, free agents this offseason. So it will be interesting to see what happened this summer. I think the summer is more exciting than the regular season itself, given, given how poorly the Lakers performed. Uh, last season, now nowadays Laker fans look forward to the off season to see what the Lakers can do in the off season because it seems like they're they they are usually major players in the summer even though they seem to lose the sweepstakes. Absolutely. So let's talk about who on the Lakers draft radar. Do you think Cam Reddish or Jarrett Culliver will be on the Lakers draft radar? for the fourth overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft. Jared Culver, definitely. Yes, Cam Reddish, too. Cam Reddish is a guy I like for the Lakers if they could possibly um, make that happen. And the reason I say that is because, well, he's a good three-point shooter, and he also makes his free throws, and that's something that the Lakers need. And if you get him, you would address that need. You know, so... Uh, he's definitely high on my radar. Then you talk about uh, Jarrett uh, Culver. Culver, who might actually actually be more athletic than most people think because everyone is talking about uh, Morant and they're talking about Zion Williamson, who is the most hyped uh, prospect since LeBron James. And everyone's talking about uh, the the potential third pick, which is R.J. Barrett, but they're not talking much about Culver, um, who can be 
a top star in this league as well. Uh, he has the potential to be an all-star player. He has the intangibles. You know, he has the physical tools to be a, a top-notch player in the NBA. But people are not talking about him because, you know, they they are, you know, lost. Um, talking about the other three players who are considered transcendent players by a number of experts who have been following this stuff. Um, you know, but Culver is definitely in the shadows of those three players who are in the spotlight. And I think there's a chance that the Lakers might be interested in, um, you know, going with him in the upcoming draft. land AD to the Lakers. So here's my trade proposal. The Lakers give up the number four pick in the 2019. And then Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers. You broke up. I missed half of it. Which no, I missed I'm... half of what you said. You're breaking up again, man. I should I? I, I was saying is uh, the Lakers the Lakers give up the number four pick with with Josh Hart and with Mo Wagner 